Hey, what it be? It's your boy C coming to you live from an episode of Baby Adults. Um, it has been, <laughs> I think the last time I published an episode was late September. Me and Dave were at the city office and we actually published, we didn't publish, we made an episode, but it was real casual. The audio wasn't the best because, um, you know, we were, we were in the city, um, Skyline View, uh, but then we transitioned to the second floor balcony, so traffic was pretty heavy. And you know how that shit goes. Charlotte isn't really the quietest city. Uh, today, I'm joined with Jonathan. Y'all know Jonathan. He's been on an episode or two, and um, ooh, I ain't gonna lie, we we had we had a couple glasses of wine. <laughs> you don't like the last one. <laughs> I had two. I had two. I mean, I'm not drunk by any means, but definitely. This was more of a... This wasn't as scripted. Well, none of them really scripted, but this is more off the cuff. Yeah. If, if you're looking for a bottle recommendation, um, Stella Rosa, all those bottles are good. I personally recommend... Um, the peach that Jonathan put me on was good. Their French vanilla is also good. Um, we had that last week, right? We did, we did. Uh, what else do you have? Um, Castillo de Poggio. Their Moscato is good. Yeah. That's a, all, all these are whites, by the way. Um, and then... I dabble in some rosés, but not really my cup of tea. I'm a sweeter wine person. I don't like dry wines too much, but enough of the wine. <laughs> Jonathan, you want to do a quick introduction? Uh, what's good, y'all? I'm Jonathan. You you know me already. <laughs> so, um, I'm like two cups in, so it's, it's, a little, it's a little nice in here. It's, it's a, a little nice in here on these. This is it's Halloween night, right? Uh, is, is it Halloween night? It's Friday. It's tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Halloween's tomorrow. Um... And we're we're talking about random shit, and we wanted to make an episode in general. We just kind of thought about making it about communication. The reason is because um, uh, <laughs> I see, I see. Okay, so <laughs> so me and Cameron just went to the store, and oh, we started back there. You gotta give a little. Okay, like, you gotta okay. give a little it's some context. Like yeah, that. some context. So me and Cameron went to the store, and we were, we were about to get a bottle. And he's paying. We're about to walk out, and he's like, "Hey, isn't that so and so?" I didn't notice him the whole time until he pointed out. I was like, "Oh shit, that's it." And I was like, "And we get back, and was like, hey and we started talking about different stuff that people can do on dates and stuff." And I told him that earlier when I was talking to so and so, that I had told him one time that I'd like them to be my muse for a project I was trying to do. And Ken's just like, like, nigga, you keep Muse? He's like, he's like, go off on Muse. So that's just the, that's just like the base of the comp. Yeah, that's, right that's now. the base of the episode of how we got on the topic of communication. <laughs> and just, just, just so you guys know, I'm going to read the, I'm going to read the definition of Muse. Um, and oh, we want the second one? Yeah, um, the, second one. the first one is just in the context of Greek and Roman mythology. The second one reads a person personified a person or personified force who is the source of inspiration for a creative artist now um i'm i didn't question jonathan's use of the word muse because i don't think he's a creative i'm not that wasn't the point but the 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 the, the part where i say that muse is very intentional this one is particles go ahead <laughs> probably because it's ass water <laughs> by the way the second bottle we got was dog shit i like it though Y'all heard that. <laughs> um, so, I said Muse is very intentional language. Like, it's... 
it's not that the definition is you know complex or anything like that but it's just not it's it's dated we don't use that term so when you use it it definitely has more meaning because it is i would say common knowledge like i think most people know the general gist of what a muse is so when he said that i was like damn like like Relax, relax, relax. So that's very strong intentional language. And I think that, um, I think that that's something that really kind of, and it like captures our current scene in dating and communicating. Both of those I think are pretty, pretty heavily intertwined. Um, John, what, what you think about it? How do you think dating and communicating work? I mean, communication starts with the, like, literally from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Sometimes even before y'all actually meet, just, like, how you interact with your environment and shit. And, like, oh, hey, how you doing? This is my name, so and so. And y'all go on to talk. And if they're interesting people, y'all have a good-ass conversation. And you just, like, go back and forth. And communication is not just only just, like, with words. You can do it with actions, thoughts, that type of shit. So... It's, it's something that goes on, like, when you, like, while you're alive, like, mm-hmm. consciously and unconsciously. So, do you think that, you know, this, this is, this is going to be a hard, a tougher question to answer just because of our ages, but how do you feel like communication has changed, or has it changed since, like, when you first started realizing that, like, you liked girls, or, like, you started getting into the dating atmosphere? Because I feel like, you know... Communication has changed from the time that we were like, you know, one or two to where we are now is 21. But I think a better way to have a more constructive conversation is just to say from when you when you started dating or when you were interested in the girls. Do you think communication changed from then to now? Outside of the normal shit of like, you know, we we just get mature. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know what you mean by the last part, but I'm just Well, because like, for instance, when you're 13... You may be like, maybe may hit him with the I'm I mean to you because I don't like you. Ah, okay. Like, so like, right. like, well, yeah. the, the way you communicate with people yeah. changes because you you get more mature. Right. I mean, I guess back then, communicating like if you're 13, you like to show like there's a oh, I like you. Like me. <laughs> Bold. Cool. No, no, like like that. Yeah. You, you're right. You, you're you right. didn't care. Like, it's like so I like, like you. You like me. What you trying to do? Like like that. It's like okay. Bro, bro. Try, like literally like you. Oh, you trying to be my girlfriend or want to be my girlfriend? Like dead ass, bro. Like, uh, like off the cuff. Oh, you're right. Off the cuff. Off the cuff. You be, you be ready to curve too. <laughs> because right there, you didn't know shit. You just you just be going like spitting like straight up. Are you trying to be my girlfriend? <laughs> and if they said them, I right, fuck you, and you just walk away. Like <laughs> I'm crying. But, I'm crying. But now it's like, damn. Okay, we start to talk, and then you hang out, and then you want a date. And then it's like, oh, do I want to go on other dates? Maybe you end up going on other dates. And then, oh, you know, I kind of like you. Where do you see this going? And then you all start to DTR. And what does that even mean? Define the relationship. What the fuck? You ain't never heard that? No, I was thinking, I was thinking of of, of uh, TLDR, Too Long Don't Read. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Nah. You know, you know, like when people speak letters to me and numbers, I, I mix them up. But as you were. This, this man. So it's just. So y'all just gotta uh, like then you go on a DTR and whatever you decide after that, then that's what it is. So I think that's how we switched up. Like from then it was like really just abrupt and it was abrupt, quick and very shallow. Mm-hmm. And now, for most people, at least the people I roam with, the people I 
well, I fuck with that's how they, they deal with stuff. Like, it's not shallow. You got to know who they are, know what they're about, if they're with you, if what they're about. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot different. <laughs> but, but yeah. I, I, I hear you. And to that point, I kind of want to, I kind of want to give, give our six-year-old selves a little bit of credit where it's due. Fearless. We were definitely fearless for crackheads for sure. I don't, I don't doubt that. I think most people are crackheads when they're, when they're that age. But what it meant to date somebody was a completely different conversation. Like dating someone when you're like in sixth grade versus dating someone when you're 21 are two different things. Now you, you would you would hope that maybe actually not you wouldn't hope you would think maybe that there's at the at, in both scenarios there's a very baseline like you know starting point. I like you, I think you like me, or I hope you like me, maybe we can take this somewhere. I think that's the base that's the basis for dating when you're twenty one versus dating when you're thirteen, fourteen. You know? Right. Very you have to start very simplistic because those two paths do <clears throat> diverge very quickly. And for as far as communicating goes, I like what you said when you said it's it's how you it's not only what you say, it's also how you think and how you act. Because a lot of people don't understand that, you know, or they, they don't understand, but they forget about the nonverbal part of communication. Oh, yeah. Like, that's very important. And I think that you know, communication during quarantine has even become more important because you really have to, you know, make a line or establish those strong relationships you want to have. Because quarantine will show you, you know, oh, if, if, if growing up didn't show you, you know, who, who was with you or who was constant in your life, quarantine will. Because, you know, we do have a lot of things going on for sure, but now is the time to reach out to people because, shit, what else, what, what else do you have to do? What, 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 what else do you have to do in your free time? Oh, we, talk, we talking pre, like, pre, like, August, though, because niggas, like... Oh, it was back in school, yes, yeah. correct, yeah. So, you know, during quarantine and also before school started up and people went to their respective colleges, I think that the conversation really could have been different because it's like, okay, well now you're not seeing the people you normally see while in quarantine. So it's, it's a completely different picture. Right. So, but I mean, if, if things were on a, if things were on a, things were more normal and we didn't have Corona, I don't think we'd be, I don't think we'd be having this conversation, but I think it's a conversation that should be explored because it's weird how how messy I think communication is for even for better or for worse because at some level we can never really I guess I, I believe at least that you can't express your feelings in their entirety so even if I feel like I said my piece you know or like I, I completely believe what someone said you know those are just snapshots those right. are like I mean, even though we're thinking logically, or we think we're thinking logically, we're we're making statements based off of previous statements and make a cohesive statement or a, co- a cohesive like you know body yeah, of yeah. words or whatever. Those are just snapshots of a moment. That's not your entire, you know, whatever relationship you have with somebody. Right. Like if if I if I tell if I text you right now or, or text you text you no jazz or Chris and say hey look, I think this about you. I can think about everything that I had happened ever since we started getting close but those are just snapshots that's me in the moment talking about that 
that's not that's I can't portray all the love and feelings that I have felt over the entire duration, right? I'm just pulling out from selected moments where I remember distinctly me feeling that way. So even when we try our most effectively to communicate, you still can't bridge that gap from A to B. You can just build a better bridge. It's like an asymptote. Like you you keep trying to get closer to when they link, but they never will. Right. So I, I really think that that's kind of where communication's at, and I I kind of feel like we're just kind of at a point where it's not as people don't want to put in as much effort. Right. It's easier to read what's not there than to read what is there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel like it's lucky because as as people as society, we've just been trained to to notice all the negatives first. Like, oh they weren't there for me or oh they didn't give me this or I can have that as opposed to damn I really have that or they showed up for me when I needed them at so and so time so so it's just about like it's about how we train our minds and how we train our um, our thoughts like viewing I'm not saying like oh you always gotta view the positive because there will always be negatives, but it's, it's just like, not keep a balance, but recognize both of them. Like, see see which one is playing out at, at what instance, don't overlook the other, because they will they both tell the story. Because there's always two sides, or however many sides you can say to a story, and you gotta look at all the sides before you get the full picture. And the thing that I love about what you just said is, is you said there's two sides to every story. And most people, when they hear that phrase, is usually two sides of the story is my side and then their side. Whereas what you're saying really is there's my positive side and my negative side. Right. And there's multiple there's multiple ways you can look at it depending on what the relationship is and you know what all has transpired throughout it. But that's a very powerful statement. And I think that that really sets the stage for people to, if they choose to, to listen to what you said is to think about you know you may feel this way and you may have all this anger let's say you're mad at somebody you may have all this anger and aggression fueled at this person but it's only one side of your side of the story your own personal narrative has other sides and I think that that definitely helps when it comes to finding closure um, especially in situations where you feel like maybe you're upset like you didn't like how a friendship ended or you didn't like how a relationship ended Think about it not in the sense of you you terminating that relationship or that term that relationship being terminated. Don't think about it as like this is just the end of it. You know, it ended because of because of this reason. Like oh, like you know, they stopped putting effort. Or they weren't they weren't reciprocating the effort, or maybe they cheated or whatever. Don't don't use any of those. I mean, that can be one narrative, but then also think about the good times and the positive times that you have with them. And you can be sad that those don't happen anymore, but you have to realize that that's part of the, the journey that made up the relationship. Right. Right. I mean, I feel like there's there's something, there's something that's always like stuck with me. It's like, if stuff was always good, you would never understand how good it was. Mm-hmm. I, don't you, I don't know if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, I know. I definitely, because yeah. I mean, it's like the same, same competition is... Can you really win if you never if you never lose? If you never lose, right? So it's like shit. Yeah. I, feel, I got my shit reversed. <laughs> can I can I can I ever win if all I do is lose? <laughs> but like you, you just gotta see 
there will always be like a negative part to things, honestly. All facts. All facts. I mean, sometimes it might seem like there is zero positives, and sometimes it might be a fact that there is no positive to it. It's like less positive. No, you might really have to scratch your brain and really get some shit it's moving, like, but it's it's you just honestly you just gotta try to see like all perspectives of things and like bringing that back to communication is. It's like how you talked about there's the verbal communication and then there's non-verbal. So you, like, you got to put two of them together to make one whole thing. You can't just have, like, because it's, it's like saying, oh, it's like telling someone, you know what, I really appreciate you. And then you smack them in the face. <laughs> how how that work? <laughs> like, no, you don't. Because it, it doesn't go hand in hand. You're right. The, the so, verbal communication and then non-verbal communication. Yeah, that. I, no. If you hate me, let me know. Like, tell me, oh, I don't fuck with you, and you smack me. That's cool. But don't say, oh, I appreciate you, and do some stupid shit. So, and that that kind of goes to the the whole thing where people say actions speak louder than words. Which I, don't know. I neither here nor I, I see the humor there. I do see the I see the validity in that argument, but then I also see how it can have flaws. But I think that the way that you explained it is probably the best way for people to be able to communicate more effectively and then also understand how to move better when communication is ineffective. So if you feel like you're having a failing relationship, whether that be um, partner or romantic partner, romantic interest, or a friendship, or maybe even blood relationship, you have to look at it from that from the angle of there's multiple perspectives to my story. Our relationship is not defined by the end. Put it on a shirt. Put it on a shirt. Hold on. It's not defined by the end. Yes. So, it's defined by the journey? Exactly. Okay, okay. So, yeah, me saying that your relationship isn't defined by the end. It's saying it's defined by this. It's a good and bad. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) We're going to take that because, I, I mean, like, for the most part, it it, sh- it should. I feel like it shouldn't be defined by the end, but for the most part, we do define it by the end. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's a natural way to look at it, cause that's that's the thing that's. I mean, you get the whole sex in you. I think that that's like, I think that's the most natural way to look at it. Is like, oh, well, cause we we hold on to the most recent thing, the things that catch our attention, or things that happened most recently catch and hold our attention. So the most recent action they did for us or against us was whatever transgression made us want to stop being in that relationship. So right. if they cheated, or they lied to you, or let's say you just realized they're not a positive influence in your life anymore. That moment is what you're sticking with, and that's how you're moving forward in the future. Which, I mean, you could use it as a driving force to motivate you to have a conversation and to express these things, but I think it's, it's more constructive and more beneficial for you to understand that this relationship did what it needed to do in your life. And you're moving forward with peace. I'm not saying that every day that you can wake up and feel like, you know, every relationship that you've ever been wronged in was working for you. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying when when the chips really start to fall and, you know, maybe you're you're not feeling the best, try to have that mindset. Because, again, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm really plugging myself. <laughs> A relationship is not defined by the end. And I'm, I'm actually, I, I feel like I'm going to get people to argue against me on this point, which is perfectly fine, you know, I encourage dialogue. Even if someone cheats on you, 
I still don't think the relationship is defined by the end. Okay, but she and we don't condone cheating. Dude, I'm I, whoa. <laughs> I'm, I'm just whoa, saying that. you can't. I'm, I'm not saying extrapolate that from what I said. But what I'm saying is, let's see, do something for two years, right? That she done you in like the last like two months. Yes, you can question. Oh, whether you don't cheat on me for the entire two years. Oh, I'm I'm not I'm not stripping away your rights to feel how you feel. I'm not saying it's invalid in any right. sense. But I'm saying is that like those happy moments, like the, the little things that they know about you. Like all the shit they put in the wrong home, like the way you flip your hair when they look at you, like the way that you have like a freckle on the back of your spine, some shit like that. All that shit, that was so genuine. He wasn't like, oh yeah, I'm finna fuck, I'm finna fuck a roommate, like a fuck her like best friend <laughs> while I'm playing with her freckle on the back of her neck. Like no, that's that's not normal. Like oh my god, like I mean yes, shitting isn't normal as well, but I feel like I feel like you see what I'm saying. Like I know what you mean. Now it's different. Every situation is different. So like, if you take someone, if you take someone for two months and then you on the third, on like the the third week of the second month and shit, well, fuck it. <laughs> Who knows? But but for those, those those relationships that really go the distance and really have weight in your life, I think it's a fair point to say that it isn't defined by the end. I I think so. So so essentially, what you're saying is. If it's more than three months, it's not fine. Oh! <laughs> I mean, I'm weak. I'm weak. Person, it's not three months. <laughs> because that this nigga added stipulations. I'm, I'm just, I'm just being realistic at this point because, like, I, I think I put this in there at one time on the live podcast. I haven't had a relationship longer than three months. So like a serious relationship, like some always happens at the three month mark. I mean, either, either before or exactly at the three months. Like, yeah, no, this is... I'm leaving, I'm gone, or fuck that, man. I, I heard all that. When a good thing goes bad, it's not the... That's <laughs> a fucking, fucking... Every week. Try back the Drake songs to describe every bad romantic endeavor I've ever had in my life. Um... Yeah, no, I, I don't want to put any time constraints on it, but I do see what you're saying. That was definitely that was a funny ass remark. Um, you 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 play it how you see fit. Hope I mean, in my opinion, unless like I'm really like invested in somebody, I'm not really shedding too many t- tears or like like I'm not heartbroken. I'm like, damn, like that shit was really, that shit could have gone somewhere. Like I was I was in the room meet me type shit. Like I was I was I was I was chasing the romantic bag. Like it can be on something like that. And then off of that, like if that falls off, it sucks. Like damn, I thought we had them. Not gonna lie, they had me in the first and second half type shit. I think that that's that does suck, but it's not like soul crushing. Like it's not like oh damn, we were rocking for a year and a half. And you're just like, I don't think I can take this relationship any further. See, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna dispute what you just said because you're gonna dispute it, okay? Yeah, okay because okay. there's people out here who will go like, they'll rock with nigga. Someone told me, yeah, I remember who it was that like, this dude was dating this girl for like a year and a half, and he didn't tell her, but he's he stopped loving me after a month three. Oh damn! Yeah, so it's like it's tough. I well, the point I'm bringing out from that is. The length does not matter at all. Oh, because like, you see, you see people who are married and like they're in good marriages and shit, still don't fuck with marriage. They, they like some of them like they meet like first love at first sight and they just like just like, popped off like from from the jump. And then there's people who have been together like 
forever. That shit never clicked. So it's like, I feel like it's, it's just a, a thing of chance, like. You know, I'm not, I'm not gonna knock the, the, the randomness and the, the spontaneity of, of falling in love. Oh, I mean, not just like love and shit, but like, just like how relationships work. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I, what, I, what I would counter with that is, I do see the point, and you're right, some people will spend their whole lives with the person and it never clicks. Um, but something has to be said about consciously choosing to be in that relationship. Whether it be complacency or you love consistency, you're still making a choice to be there. The choice to not leave is still a choice to stay. Like doing doing nothing in the situation is still choosing to be there because you could not. You could be there physically, but not in any other way. I mean, even if even if you're not there emotionally, you can you can make the argument you're not doing anything, but what you're also not doing is not leaving. And the opposite of not leaving is you're staying. <laughs> there in by doing nothing, you are staying in the relationship. I'm sorry, the, the the math class is really just drilled in logic in my brain. So like, you but even if you're doing nothing, you're still making a choice to stay there. So I feel like something has to be said about people choosing to be in relationships, even if they make them unhappy. Now, I'm not saying anything positive can be said or taken out of that. I'm just saying something could be said about you choosing to stay there. Whether you feel guilty because you don't want to break their heart or you've been a good person. I mean, unless you really just hate confrontation that much, you must care about them to some, to some effect to be like, damn, I don't want to fuck them. And there are, there are anomalies, there are situations where I'm completely wrong and this isn't applicable. Right. But I would think for most people, like, if you don't want to, if you want to leave a relationship and you stay around, it's mainly because you only want the best for that person. And when you leave, you'll know you'll be straight, but you don't think they'll be straight. That's an interesting uh, logic and reasoning. Right well, let me throw that around, right? Let's say, let's say you're dating some woman, right? And she says... Or she, she kind of voices in a casual way that she thinks that you're the love of her life. And let's say, you know, two years pass by and you don't think that you want to commit to this person for the rest of your life. And you just, you just leave. You've already, because when you, when you decide in the long-term relationship, at least, when you decide that that person isn't the person you want to marry, at that point in time, I think you've already emotionally checked out. Because now you're just there. If you could be there for happiness in the day-to-day, in the in the the routine of working through a relationship like that can bring yeah. you joy but like once you decided to make are you you consciously made that decision that that person isn't who you want to marry and like you're pretty firm on that once you make that decision you're just in the relationship with shits and giggles and that is if you believe in marriage as a contract um marriage is a contract if you believe in marriage and you know you're not going to marry this person and you're just dating them for a long time then that means that whenever you leave the relationship yes it'll suck and you may have regrets thinking, oh, I may want to marry the person, but it probably is easier for you to move on to the next person because you already established that the person you were with isn't the person you want to marry. Again, all this is operating under the guise that you believe in marriage. Now, if you don't believe in marriage, that's another conversation. You could see, you could switch marriage for life partner, and it may work, and it may not. I don't know. We had a whole ass podcast on this. Did we? Have like, it was. It was one of we talked about this. Oh, one. Like, yeah, oh, well, yeah, we did talk about marriage as a whole. Yeah. I still haven't changed. I mean, my brain still autocorrects, like, long-term partner to marriage, which I don't know if I'm still on the fence about it, but, like, my brain still autocorrects, like, oh, 
my wife. I'm like, I'm like, brain. Do we really want a wife? I mean, dude, I feel like a life partner. You know, a a, a Mrs. or you know a a Batwoman, but it's her comic book, and I'm the side character. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's part of growing up, right? That's part of being in your twenties, understanding where you want to be and what you may want to, what you may want to pursue. Now, okay. I still stand by the fact being that if I'm with a woman and I do think she, I do think I want her to be my life partner, and she decides, oh, boop, I want to get married. Well, I'm down with the idea, I guess. Like, I'm not opposed to it. If, that, if that's what she needs for us to be life partners, then tomato, tomato, right? <laughs> Yeah, but right there you compromising though. I know it's like I know you're supposed to compromise in relationships, but like you compromising hella. But like I, I'm not so much so I'm on the fence about getting married. Like I'm not necessarily saying fuck no fuck marriage. It's a failed institution. I'm not saying that, but like I do understand that I don't need it personally, right? So I feel like it'd be different if I said I don't believe in marriage and I'm choosing to marry somebody because they want to get married. That's different, right? Yeah. I'm saying I'm on the fence about it. I can see the here or there if I do get married. I mean, I would, if I had to say out of preference, out of preference to not get married, just have a life partner. That, 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 that's more so my preference. But if someone wanted to get married and that's really what they wanted to be, that's really what the role they wanted to have for us to be life partners, I'm, I'm fine with that. I can work with that. Because at the end of the day, we're still working towards the same goal. Y'all. Y'all gotta communicate that to each other. Oh, yeah, that body. has to be communicated. Because, yeah. like, she may think our relationship is ordained through God, and I may think it's ordained through the universe. I'm weak and not the strongest yeah. truck. It's, like, it's, it's up to y'all. It's both of y'all. Like, it's, yeah. it's literally just y'all and y'all's relationship. Exactly. So, that's what matters. Also, for those people who watch this episode of the podcast, don't read too much into it. I feel like if you want to know about my religious standpoint, <laughs> you should ask me personally. I wouldn't. I wouldn't extrapolate. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't use. I wouldn't use the fact being that I said the universe ordained my my. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> it was a trap. I wouldn't. I wouldn't use the fact being that I said the universe ordained our relationship as it gets me to say I'm not a religious person. I I feel like that's a completely separate conversation. You but we'll tell him now. <laughs> that shit was funny as hell. Yeah. So maybe we'll talk. Maybe I'll talk a podcast about religion. Um, I think I have some uh, interesting opinions about it. But for those of you who don't know, I do believe in the power of the universe, manifesting energy, and also all that good jazz. And if, I, if there was an awkward pause, but it's because I was throwing up peace signs. Y'all can see them. I wish you could. Oh, you know what? Asterisk peace sign. Oh, asterisk peace sign. But hey, again, thanks for tuning into this episode of Baby Adults. It was really off the cuff. Um, yeah, didn't didn't even think we'd make it. I might. I don't. I might add music to it. I don't really know. I'm feeling. Cause just, I just kind of really want to just like title it like. Do like a Gambino move and make the title the length of the episode and publish it. This is like raw. Like, raw. <laughs> raw. We're not Dog. Take your bird. We're not going to talk about that. But appreciate y'all for listening. Yeah, oh, as to what I said in the last statement, don't raw dog till you get burnt. Practice safe sex and get tested consistently. Oh my God. Um, Actually, yes, y'all do that. Please do that.
Yes, we, well, I, if you listen to the podcast, you know I promote sex health? Healthy sex? Both. <laughs> Serious sex. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. B. Easy. 